Welcome to Drinking During Business Hours, where we have interesting conversations over a great bottle of wine. Drinking is optional. So sometimes my guest doesn't drink and they just watch me drink. That's fine too. I'm Sarah Halstead, your host. Support the show by subscribing, following, liking, and reviewing our episodes. Check out my website, Sarah J. Halstead, for my latest stand updates and social media links. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back to Drinking During Business Hours. Thanks are. so much for tuning in. Hey, Rich Chastler. Sarah Halstead. Didn't I wake up with you? Once again, you what did. What is yeah. going on? I have so no idea. You many, won't, just won't leave. Many consecutive days in a row. Yeah. Wow, we've been very busy. Uh, yeah, waking up we, together. We, we've been busy waking up you together, going to bed together. That's How did me this even, even happen? What are you drinking? Uh, what are we drinking? Um, I'm drinking, we're, today we're drinking in a beautiful Merlot that was actually made by friends of ours. Uh, this is wine and jazz. If you want to see the wine, it's called Grand, uh, okay. made by uh, the fabulous saxophonist Mindy A. Bear. Really, the best saxophonist in the world. Yeah, she's Mindy A. Bear. Yeah, Mindy's yeah. toured with everyone from Aerosmith to uh, uh, Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, 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 she's everyone. played with everybody. Um, she's she was the saxophonist for American Idol, right? And uh, she's in all the Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, she's in all she's of Sandler's movies. She's just a movies. total, total badass. And she's awesome. And her and her husband, Eric, Eric Guerra. Guerra, are they started a wine and jazz uh, thing that they're doing. And, and what they're doing is really interesting. So Eric Guerra is a wine educator right. uh, with Gravitas. Because you know how I feel about wine people. I know. I find them very annoying. He's been at it a he's long time. He's not annoying. He's like, yeah, he's, he's a published great. author. He's, he's a published author, and he's, 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 he has a really cool way about him. Though yes. How, so what they do is they they create these wine tours to famous wine regions uh, within their wine club. Right. And Mindy plays the saxophone. With her band and yeah. other players. It's brilliant. The and, concept is so brilliant. Right. And people taste wine and then they drink wine. They were recently in Spain and they've got another mm -hmm. one coming up soon in Northern California. Mm -hmm. You can go to wineandjazz.com uh, mm -hmm. if you want to learn more about it. But they're also, they're also producing wine. And it's good. And it's really good. We had the rosé on uh, Thanksgiving yeah. with them. And yeah, uh, today we are drinking their um, their Merlot that they're making, and it's called Grand. You and know, I really don't mind Merlot. I don't mind, mind it. It's such a beautiful grape. It really is. Beautiful grape. Indigenous to Bordeaux. Yeah. People don't really realize. They, like a lot of poo-hoo on, uh, you know. I always laugh when people say, oh, I don't like Merlot, but I love Bordeaux. Well, how is yeah. that even possible? Because every yeah. bottle of Bordeaux has Merlot in it. Oh, that's really lovely. Yeah, it's so, really so lovely. So yeah, check them out, wineandjazz.com. Wineandjazz.com. Check them out. Great, great program yeah. there. And you can buy their wine right online. And I'm not kidding. I highly recommend oh, it. Oh, that's they, really, really good. Yeah. In fact, I, we have a petite Sarah at home. I'm really looking forward to tasting. I'm really looking forward to our guest today. Yeah. This is really... Uh, a treat. It really is a treat. Yeah. I, uh we have Jan Karam, writer, actor, comedian. Not in that order. Comedian, actor, writer, actor, comedian. Jan, yeah. so many oh, things. You were going to say filmmaker. Filmmaker. <laughs> I, I mean, like, oh welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm here for the wine. <laughs> you and every As other guest. <laughs> hey, I know Mindy Bear. Well, she used to play with West Coast music, I believe, mm. and with an ex-boyfriend. And, and okay. was in 
jazz musician. Right. And that's they cool. They did casual casualties. Yeah. They she's, did the casual. So anyway, that's funny. She's it's the bomb, I know right? The name. I, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, yeah. So that, yeah, she's, and the wine is, I've been uh, sipping it over here and. I'm drinking it a little well, too quickly. No, from, even though no, I was a saver. But I love the you. tannins, and it has a nice fruit, but not too yeah. balmy. And right. Yeah. It has a nice blend, and it would be good with food, but it's also nice with just sipping yeah. and yeah. doing yeah. a podcast. You have a good palate. It's always like an extra bonus when our guests drink. Right. Oh, it's yeah. Not, it's, you know, okay. it's not required. You know, it's optional, but it's it's kind of nice when they well, do. Well, I was supposed so. to get my chip on Friday, but not <laughs> today. <laughs> <laughs> Jan and I have actually yeah. had several wines. Uh, yeah. Over well, the years. Okay. Wine so you two go. How far back do you go? You two. I don't know. Comedian. Yeah. Me, yeah. yeah. So just uh, road just from stand up. Yeah, yeah. New York. Right. Didn't I run into you in New York? Well, I ran one into time? you in New York, but I but knew. I, I knew you. Yeah. For, right. I think I met you probably at the Improv one night, where right. you know you oh. wound up meeting everybody back in the day. The L.A. Improv or the New York LA. Improv? Right. Yeah. Back when right. everybody went to the L.A. Improv yes, every night. I no, those were the days. They certainly were. But yeah, we go back a pretty And we just way. lost Bud, so that was sad. Yeah. Rest yeah. in peace, Bud Friedman. Yes, Absolutely. I know. His funeral was lovely. I know what you a, were there. And what a yeah, beautiful the, funeral, I have yeah. to say. I know. That for was a funeral. Real, for a funeral. Yeah. Hey, it, was, it was top. It was it was top. Really, mm -hmm. really lovely. And you and I met, well, we met through Rich, obviously, but we were yeah. all doing sets at the Marconi yeah. Automotive Museum. Right. <laughs> How funny. And it was amazing. It was like black tie and really just, you know, affluent. Yeah. Uh, quite beautiful. They had some Event. nice wine that night, didn't they? Yeah. Um, Wait. Yeah, we, oh, yeah, yeah they right. were, we were all yeah, drinking right. some good wines right. that night. Some decent wines that night. <laughs> right. Absolutely. That was fun. And we all we did all had well. A great we, show. We, yeah. Uh, yeah, we all had great sets. Of course, when, when it's a great crowd... Yeah, it just makes sometimes it so much those uh, charity fundraisers. Sometimes they're they're Snubby. dicey. They're like, yeah. it's like, excuse yeah. me, we're donating know. our time, and you guys are going to really be judgmental, right? Okay. Exactly. Yeah. There with their, I know, know, like glasses of champ. So. No, that night they were they really were there to laugh. They, they, they came yeah. and they were really excited for the show. Well, it was in Torrance or something, right? So it wasn't in L.A. So right? That helps. It was far or somewhere, like yeah. But you absolutely okay. crushed. Oh, I just, I you made an imprint on the on my eyelids oh, um, in her eyelids i was like damn oh <laughs> yeah this, this woman really is great really i've i was very very impressed and obviously and i kind of knew so how long have you been doing stand-up about without I mean, yeah i know right I, been, i've been in hollywood so long i've even lying about my mother's age <laughs> <laughs> all right all right well you know, know. And it, but it but it just i'm it, staying yeah forever young but what i love <laughs> about stand-up opposed to <laughs> acting is yeah. when you do it and it's, you just keep at it and when you don't right. quit you do become great it's inevitable yeah you know and so that it's just it's inspiring right. you get to better see and you get natural. better and better and it's the, like the Picasso longer you do said, it it took me 60 years to learn to paint like a child right right so it's like that <laughs> and, right you know there's something, you make it look there's something effortless. interesting about that because stand-up is so layered as an art form that once you think like oh wow that was a killer set i did this really well tonight right all of a sudden there's 40 other things that you still haven't figured out how to do oh i really know well yes you know? i know like you can't rest on your laurels no. right and, and a new audience and a different thing or the temper of <sighs> uh, the temperament or the temperature changes of yes. the culture 
And yeah. you kind of have to be right in step with what's going on in that moment. Yeah, I know. I it's such a difficult art form that, yeah. you know, when people get good at it, it's, it's so so awesome to watch. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's fun to do, too, yeah. when you're kind of can dance around, right? Yes. You know. Yeah. When you have that handle on it. Yes. And it, it almost becomes second nature. Right. It, it becomes more enjoyable each time. When you can be your true self, yeah. right? Which is what I think we aspire. Not everybody, but that's what I aspire to. Yeah. It shows. No, it shows uh-huh. that you're that you're really you up there. Um, what came first? Everyone else was taken. <laughs> <laughs> Told you, she's great. Jam, jam, uh, she's great. Gentlemen. Exactly. Uh, so what came first, yeah. the acting or the comedy? Uh, let's see. Well, when I was a kid, I was always doing stuff like winning the twist contest at five years old and, you know, just performing. Where? Per se. Where? Uh, in our, at my um, grandparents' anniversary, 50th anniversary. So they put in some money for me. I got some dark money for that. I Hilarious. win. We no. love grandparents. But, but no. where are you from? Well, I'm from Arizona. Arizona. Yes. Okay. Okay. Small town. But, but anyway, so I was always, you know, kind of just playing around and stuff. And then in college, I, I was... um. Uh, you know, I went to Arizona State University and then uh, I wasn't getting any plays or anything like that. And I said, I don't even want to do these plays. And why am I relying on these people to decide my destiny or fate or whatever? Right. And who are they to whatever? So I just I had seen stand up, of course, on TV. And then I, I went to D.C. and uh, New York and I saw some comics. Mm. I saw um, Rich Scheidner oh, at really? Garvey's. Yeah. Garvin's or Garvey? What was it? Garvin's. Garvin's in D.C. Right. And then I came back and I said, I'm just going to do stand-up. I think I was 19. And then I, yeah, and I just started doing it. Because it was like, I think I, I was in a band. I was in an improv group. I was singing. And nobody would show up. Everybody's unreliable yeah. in my experience. Or I couldn't get in a play. They're like, you're not the right. So I said, why am I... I'm not I'm not going to rely on anybody this way I could just do my own thing and you know luckily I um I felt like I was funny enough to just go ahead and try you know do it and we had a couple clubs in town that and some comedians that were starting out David Spade came after me but he right. still stole my material hey Spade you owe me <laughs> wow <laughs> that's great. when we have him on we'll make sure to bring okay, that yeah, up make sure make sure yes. he knows it too that Wow. Uh, that's wow. But that's all right. Man, so then how, so no. you, you went directly to New York from Arizona? Yeah, well, I went to Chicago after oh. doing stand-up for a couple of years, okay. and I studied improv at the Second City, and I studied with Del Close and Don, now I'm like, oops. Damn. Was it Don DePolo? What was his name? That's impressive. Second City, and, and, one of the best and then, improv in the country. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and I wanted to do a little more stand-up before going to New York, and then, then I was there about eight months, and then I went to New York because I figured, well, let me go to New York first before L.A. because it just felt like it was more of a kind of a training ground for writing and, mm-hmm. and being around comics like that versus L.A. felt too much pressure to become... You know, like you right. said, your show's organic, so it's like, let's do it organically and let it kind of reveal itself as opposed so to, smart. Uh, you know, forcing it. Did you like living in New York I as loved a living in New York. What years were you in New York? In the 80s. See, I started in 86 and okay. I started in L.A. Oh, okay. And I kind of wish I had started in New York because yeah. I had gone back to New York to do stand-up about a year, maybe not even a year into me doing it. And I was lucky enough to get up at the good times. 
Yeah. Remember the I good met times? Howard Berger there I and, met it, Howard and my Berger roommate. And Eddie, Eileen Richter, yeah. Eddie Brill brought me on. Oh, wow. Eddie Brill was I hosting that night. I do too. And Eddie brought me on that night. Aww. And then um, I was lucky enough, uh, the great Wayne Fetterman right. made a call to Lucian Hold. Love him. Oh, and nice. And Lucian just gave me a set while I was in New York. And he said to me, after I did the first set, he goes, if you're here for another two weeks, I'll be happy you to sound like you Bud. You sound well, Lucian kind of yeah, yeah, sounds yeah. like Bud a little yeah, yeah, bit yeah. with a longer drag. Right, exactly. You know, yeah. may they both rest in peace. Yeah, aw. And so I never really auditioned for the strip, but I was lucky enough to become a nice. regular at the strip. Yeah. But the pressure in LA was considerably different. Yes. You know, everyone- And people were doing things more like, you know, acts and act outs or right. characters or not so much in new york i don't well i'm, I'm not sure but. it was just more pressure here because i think there was more tv being more made hollywood, here at the time yeah, way more hollywood. showcases yes. like i had a lot of showcases at the improv right because of bud um and yeah so that that's like a lot of pressure because people in the industry are seeing you all the time and if they saw you when you're not ready then that's it. That's it. Like yes. you said, it's in your eyelids. Yeah, it's true. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You remember when someone's great and you remember when they're not. Yeah. <laughs> it's and really it's like unfortunate. Also, it's also like, who are you to judge? You know, because they're also sitting yeah. in the audience, not at all right. generous, you know, right. in their spirit, just kind of watching curmudgeonly. Like, you guys don't have to be here, although it's your job to be here, but okay. <laughs> Maybe you do <laughs> you have to be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You might as well try to enjoy it if this is what you do. I mean, you're around humor and laughter. For right. God's sakes, try to appreciate it or, you know. I mean, I guess it must, maybe it's tough. So I, I know, know I met you in the 90s. Bud passed yeah. me in 92. Okay. When did you I move? came out in 87, 88, 87. Oh, okay. So, yeah, because yeah, I know I met you in the early 90s. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Right. Yeah. So I'd been there for a long time, and I was there when the heyday, and it was packed, right. and they built out that other room, I mean, the restaurant, and it was just like, you walk in, and it was just completely packed. The bar was full, and the showroom. And, Every you know, night, seven nights a week. Yeah, and they had dancing, and... Really? Yeah. And yeah, they brought in karaoke really, at one point, remember? It was really oh, fun. Wow. It was fun. You know, and Bud would say, clear the aisle. Clear the aisles, like, please, clear the aisles. But it was, a uh, he ran a tight ship, you know, mm -hmm. it was really professional, even though the show's it wasn't like you know it was it was like a nice group of people let's say kind of on good good behavior or whatever it wasn't like a schlocky bar it wasn't a, a thing. schlocky bar and there was no animosity and nobody was felt like they were competing against you yeah and there were 30 comedians going up a night there yeah. were two shows 15 comics per show the right. 7 30 and 9 30 exactly and everyone eight was, and ten eight, everyone was there and Jim McCauley, the guy who booked yeah. the Tonight Show, was there three, four nights a week. And yeah. industry would just show up. Actors would show up. You know, it's It just, definitely was the artist colony, Sarah. It really it's not was. so much. I mean, I'm sure everyone has our little niche, niches or niches or whatever, little places to kind of cave out, cave into here, like little caves. You know, those re the bars where you have an open mic or a, yeah. you know, a once a week show. Like right. you guys have your lab many now. categories, right. Uh, but to have that little kind of community and where you're one of the improv comedians and, you know, you get spots. And also Bud, Bud didn't, and this is something I wanted to post on my, not to talk about Bud, but he didn't tell you what, 
what to do or you mm-hmm. shouldn't. I mean, mm-hmm. he didn't like swearing. He kept it clean. He had mm-hmm. comedians that were thoughtful and, and you know, unique. And he let everybody kind of flourish on their own and not, it wasn't like a swear, distasteful, like that. bad decorum Ew. kind of a place. I like yeah. that. The comedy I, store so had think, that rep. Yeah. You know? I never went, and I'm not saying, but I just never went to the comedy store. Me neither. Well, I stopped I mean, I, going. they said go, but I, I was like, I didn't try. I didn't feel like my vibe or energy, but right. you know. But back then I you could only that. work one of the you two You could only rooms. work one or the other. Right. And so I chose the improv because there were places to sit down. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. So when did Can that, I, oh. Oh, no. Go ahead. When did the acting come into play? Was that oh, right. in New York or? Oh well, did you... so what? Since I always like kind of wanted to act, but I didn't. I also want someone to tell me. I mean, it, there's so much about acting that's really annoying that people tell you how to act. That stand-up comedy, you can find your own way, and then, but in acting, they're like, you have to do it this way. You have to have a thought before you let the words come out. You know, and all that stuff like getting in your head. That's what I didn't want to do with stand-up, and that's what I didn't want to do with. With acting, with anything, mm-hmm. art is, and so, what? yeah, you know, it defeats the, it's just the purpose. Funny to hear, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. You, it's just funny to hear you say that, you know, because they're so vastly different art forms. You know what I mean? But there should be freedom there within should be. Well, it has to be art like form. Yes. Your own yeah. voice in it. So, yes. so when I was in New York, then I studied with. Um, well, I did the improv, which was very freeing because you're Second not in your city. head. Oh yeah, not get out. So then, when I went to New York, I studied with Richard Pinter, the the Meisner. Meisner, oh, he, he Meisner. was from the neighborhood playhouse, right. and I went there for two years, and I met Chris Maloney, mm. and he w- and then Chris Maloney went on to a lot yeah. of. I, yeah, I think to, um, I think Rich looks like Chris Maloney. He's my doppelganger. Oh, yeah. I, I see a lot of resemblance. I get nailed for him all. Oh wow, the time. Yeah. that's great. People tell yeah, me all the time you are a handsome like man. Chris it's Maloney. it's yes. the only reason I said yes. I know. So, see, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like well, Whoa. it's I couldn't get Chris Whoa. Maloney, so you're no, it's true. It. You do, yeah. So, so okay. he was in my class. So I studied uh-huh. with Richard Pinter for two years, and the whole thing is is how to get you out of your head so that you're doing your reacting and repetitive. Meisner technique. Yeah, the repetition. Mm -hmm. And acting is what? Not reacting. reacting Living truthfully in the ability to live truthfully under imaginary circumstances. So that's what the Meisner thing is. The ability to live truthfully under imaginary circumstances. So never fraudulent, never bullshit. And if anybody was bullshit, he would say, sit down, you're in your head, sit down, you're in your head. Mm -hmm. Because then I ended up going to... Bequia, the West Indies, were for a month, and then they had a, a acting, um, you know, like a week, a month long thing with Sandy and Jimmy. Right. And Fun. then I came back and studied in L.A. with Sandy, and I and that was very wow. freeing, you know, because it's it's just you can find your own way but then you get stuck because I take all those boot camp workshops you know like how to self tape yeah. and then I'm back in my head again and I cannot think that way I just can't function it's changed a lot yeah. unfortunately with how with auditions in particular and these you know self tapes and yeah, and, and now I go to a class where it's oh. it's not only is it scene study and acting class, but it's also where we put ourselves on tape and watch ourselves. And 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 she, te- and I study with Annie Grinlay here. Oh yeah, okay. And she teaches her. us how to self tape, right? Because that's such an integral it's, part. I know it of is what we it do is. now, but. But the thing about Sandy, not to interrupt, and I know this may be supposed to be funny, but I love, because I feel along my path, whatever that I found, not whatever, but I found these people or 
um, inspirational people or teachers or guides that help me to keep the authentic self? Because how do you keep your authentic self, right? How do you find it? How do you sustain it? Sustain it. And how do you not let, like um, Jimi Hendrix said, an artist is someone with, and you said you fingerprints on your eyelashes. Yeah. Uh, with few fingerprints on his or her brain. So Mm -hmm. that's the thing is you don't want all those freaking fingerprints all over you kind of like, and that's what, it's very delicate. It's very... On people's yeah, dead skin uh, cells all over me. You know, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I studied with Stella. <laughs> yeah, Dure- that's right. You know that. Yes, I was with her for I eight know. Years. And Stella was a Meisner group, the group theater. Right. And she um, she was- Meisner really, hated her. Yeah, they, she used no, to talk shit about Meisner. They were okay, kind of competitive, whatever. though. They you were. Know, they just them. had yeah. different styles. Different styles. Stella. Look, I always say acting uh, styles are like ski boots. There's no better brand than another one. It's whatever fits your foot the best is yeah. the one you're supposed to have you know and i started studying with um susan strasberg and it didn't work for me so i left her and went to stella and that worked for me because stella preached the truth right you know yeah yeah interesting how that bleeds over into stand-up well yeah i mean it is and you're and yeah well it's and whatever what what you have studied obviously worked because you have been on some of the most iconic shows in television history Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever heard of Seinfeld. Yeah, right. I don't know if you've ever heard of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, I don't. I mean, oh, when I, I would, know, I can mean, you believe it? In holy the Tonight shit! Show, I'm like, yeah, yeah I like, can't like, even like several it. times. You and know, I told so. my dad, he goes, "How long are you going to get?" And I said, "Well, I was just on Letterman, you know." And I said, "That's like the the gold star." You know, this was You've made it. It's yeah, a crown jewel. Gold. Yeah, yeah. It's like winning the Olympic. Because yeah, well, how much did that pay? And I'm like, <laughs> well, eight hundred ninety-seven dollars. You're right. You got me there. Right. You know, <laughs> I know. Oh, sure, man. But that, you get paid twice for when for the rerun. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but that had it had to open so many doors for you. I, I mean, guess it's you, maybe credibility or something. Like and and that. I would imagine yeah. the bookers and producers are are now coming to you, like, hey, are you kind available? Of, rather than yeah. having to proactively. Not really. Nothing changes. It's still a struggle. It's always a struggle. It sucks. That's why. No, but your ranking, you know, you definitely. I've had opportunities, though. You know, like I be be, you know, like Richard uh, Richard Jenny, right? Saw me on Letterman, and he called me. Would you open for me? You know. Okay. Look at that. Yeah, and he's not not alive anymore. Right. He blew his brains out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So wait, hold on a second. Wait. So no, no, but I mean things like that. You know, people see you. It's credibility. It's credibility. It's opening for Dana Carvey. Things like that. Yeah. You're like regularly Dana Carvey. So I don't even know where to begin with that. I mean, what did the Seinfeld spot come first? You know, in terms of that was like kind of your oh your first big acting I, I think spot? well you know I was in a pilot with Nell Carter that oh, okay. didn't get picked up it should have but they picked something else up instead that's when they were like there's three and let's right. pick that one up mm. and then uh, so the, the, now the pilots are coming to you the rest. networks now you've you've you know you're, yeah. you're on the radar of network executives in order to be considered right. for these you and then know, i got comedians. a deal at, with castle rock because i wrote that short film under the big moo moo and then okay. and then um everyone goes nobody gives money for a short film mm-hmm. so, but i sent it to glenn padnick at castle rock and then he said well he was so the seinfeld guy and this is before i got on seinfeld but he, he said, I'll give you $50,000 to make this under the big moo-moo and make it as a pilot. It'll We'll use it as the pilot to show your writing and acting. Um, but And so 
so I'll give you the $50,000 instead of giving you holding deal money. Mm. Well, it wasn't enough, you know what I mean, when the you're on your Holding deal money quickly. is several hundred thousand dollars no, sometimes. It's they it were depends. giving 50 At I know. that time, it was, right. Well, I'm not the best negotiator, and I didn't really have an agent. You know, right. I had been at William Morris. I didn't have anyone kind of looking out for me, so I just, no, it was great. We got offices at Castle Rock, but... But at that time, it was the multi-cam, and, right. and then it was friends, and they wanted things like friends. But now, they, they want single camera, yeah, and they so sure do. it was ahead of its time. I but. heard they're going back. Did you I'm hear that kidding. they're going That's back to multi-cam? That I heard there's a, that. There's a trend now going back. To, I'm asking you honestly. I just, in fact, what was the sitcom that I read for in March? With Wanda Sykes, I think. Oh. And they're well, shooting, there's not they're going back there, but multi-cam. there's multi-cam. They're they'll, making multi-cam I mean, again. I think they'll, I think I they'll they've always, always be. I, it's just getting more and more minimal in broadcast television as a whole. You know, right. people are streaming now. You so. guys, why did you set up the camera for my profile? Because I feel like I should be doing it this way. Oh, no, we can, you we, can, we can if you'd like. No, because then I'll be talking to a blank wall. I, 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 shout, shout out, and I meant to do That's this right. earlier, but shout out to Pretty Easy Podcast. Oh, yeah. A shout yeah. out to, make to Pretty this Easy Podcast. Because they're going to make you look pretty. You're make they're going to really, they do <laughs> a great <laughs> job. They, they, they make, they they make us look pretty, and they make it easy. Pretty Easy Podcast. So thank you, Alan and Melissa. But yeah, we can adjust your video Sizzle Make clip. Me pretty. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think we've lost Jan to the lens. I was like, hey, but I would so like anyway, some more Seinfeld. Mindy, Mindy wine. We would love to pour Mindy you some more wine. Mindy and, um, wine. Okay, do you want to so hear my Seinfeld story? I want to hear every well, well, single no. second first, about first, okay. the Seinfeld. The people listening should really know well, okay. that you actually hold a pretty interesting title amongst Seinfeld uh, oh, right. people who have appeared on Seinfeld and have been on Seinfeld. Do you want to tell us or you no, want me to you. tell No, you. I want you so to tell So Jan was voted by yeah. the fans uh, as the number one favorite girlfriend of Jerry's. Of episode, yeah. Yeah. Episode. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's quite a title. Number one, the, fan, the switch. It was yeah, the it was, menage that, a trois. Right. That is quite a switch. Or, or yes. a, a title to uphold. And I did Google that. It's like the first thing that comes up. Wow. When you, yeah. yeah it's a pretty yeah. groovy thing. It is kind of, yes. it's like crazy. Yeah, it's pretty And, and when did, when did that come history. out? When did you, um, when, when, when did I that? I need dates. When I was need that? Times. I need locations. But, but was that was that declared? Was that declared recently, uh, or was it during no, the? No, that was like my, like ten years. I don't know. Oh, how many so years cool, ago. Jen. It was when my mother was twenty. <laughs> you were an embryo. Yeah, yeah. So uh, no, I don't know. That was a while ago, before the resurgence or the re. You know, because now right. the kid. Who did I meet? I just met. Oh, Felipe Esparza's wife's son, who I think he's. 17 or 20. Right. Love Seinfeld, right? Love Seinfeld. Yeah. Knows all the episodes. She was in the switch. Yes, I saw it. I know you. So it was before that. I, like I that love how generation. I like, love how the Gen Zs I'm are Don watching Knott. these. I am the Don Knotts. You are the Don Knotts. <laughs> <laughs> so what's what's Jerry like? Oh, thank you. Well, wait. Thank so you. okay. So when I was in New York, I knew I know Jerry because he was very. We'd hang out a lot and go out to eat and may laugh and and you knew him he from the comedy circuit. Sets. Okay, yeah, and. He was very uh, helpful and and uh, encouraging. Right, and, he's you know, very, a good. He's very much like director. that. He's a very yes. Yeah, 
kind of like a mentor figure. A mentor type. Mm-hmm. And he really has really, like even when he was 30, he was like so wise or whatever. 30, yeah. you know? He comes across as such in comedians uh, in cars drinking coffee. Is that what yeah. it's called? Yeah. But he has that mentor like, yes. you know, with he whoever he's that. interviewing. He was such he a really student knows. of the craft that I remember back, I'm not kidding you, in 1990, 91, 92, when I was like hanging out at the Improv, and Seinfeld was in town. It was like, Seinfeld's coming in and he's on the schedule. And you right. would literally get in the room in the back when the comic was on before Jerry on the list so you could watch Jerry like yeah. even at that time before he ever even got the sitcom yeah Seinfeld before, well was, Seinfeld was 89 I think the sitcom but I know what you're saying you know what I mean yeah it was just like 87 yeah so did Seinfeld did, did Jerry well, cast you then well so so then and this is a story that I wanted to write on Facebook, but I've been too lazy, you know, like, I'm, but I got to do it. So right. I'll just say it here. No. Um, so I was at Columbus at, you know, Columbus Restaurant sure. in New York. Loved Columbus it. Or, you know, by it, Love Columbus. Love that. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Love right. Columbus. And I was there with Jerry and uh, Bud and Alex were there. And Jerry introduced me to Bud and said, you have to put put her on. She's great. And I was going to, I was moving out to Los Angeles. So because of the introduction, from Jerry Seinfeld, then I was on it. I became a regular at the improv. And wasn't that cool? That's, that's again, wow. that's you had a reverse that I had with the comic strip. When Fetterman said, You gotta oh, put right. my friend on, exactly. there was no auditioning for me. It's, yeah. It Wait, just, it, yeah. I became a regular. That's a that's lucky awesome. thing that that's great that he did that for you. Yeah. It and takes then, a lot of pressure off. Then I got in, he did a HBO. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I would have had to audition and stuff, right. you know? That's and then you're in another kind of uh, realm. It's, oh, or it's, it's just so yeah. Way. Then, then it becomes luck. Yeah, you know? and then it's like and, he's then in charge, and it's like, well, he's going to pass me. But this way, if you get kind of ushered in, mm-hmm. then uh, Jerry put me in, cast me, and it was a uh, Jerry Seinfeld stand-up confidential on HBO. Oh, and uh, then I was in that. I played some. Some like a witch taking a shower or something. <laughs> but they, that was like wearing a bodysuit. So that was like, wow, okay. And then um, I auditioned for Seinfeld. You know, well, I also knew Larry from New York right. as well. So I auditioned three times for Seinfeld. And then on the third one, I said, I, after it's too awful. They, they, I know them. I can't do this. I'm not doing. I went to a movie, and this is before cell phones. And I think I was like lethal weapon or what? No, it was it was uh what's the the what's the Arnold Schwarzenegger? I don't know if it was, oh Terminator. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think wow. it was uh, or something. Mm-hmm. I can't. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I didn't. So I didn't couldn't check the phone while you're in there. And I got out at midnight, and then I checked my phone. I was like, okay, because I said I'm gonna let it go. You know, they say like let it go, let it go, do right? it, let yes. it go. Yes. And I let it go, and then uh, I got out of the movie like at midnight. I says you have to be on set at nine. You got the part. Uh, oh, I didn't check my phone, but obviously, like the beeper. I checked my, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I called in, and I was like, oh shit, go to the payphone. And right. then, yeah, yeah, go to a payphone. <laughs> So oh. then, uh, then I had to be on set at nine a.m. So that was so. Then that was Seinfeld. You know, that was pretty cool. And nice. and, and hanging out with Larry and and yeah. both of them when I knew them. You right. Know? So it was really icon. And at the time, fun, that was stressful. the number one show. On but television. who knew that it was going to be like a thing, right? It, so you didn't know it wasn't yet. Well, ranked no, as... it was. It was like season 
before. Okay. Oh, yeah. So they were it was like, already they had a chug a chug. You didn't know it was going to be now, like. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it was historical. Yeah, like, it's not like it Home Improvement, well. like you just said, which right. is a great show, Bill. You but that. Home Improvement didn't get the traction afterwards. Not that now. Yeah, they're not, there's not a 17-year-old coming up to you going, you know, I saw you on I Home I saw you on Home Improvement. Yeah. I know. It's... But, I mean, it's not the same, but it does have its right. legendary, yeah. for sure. But does that happen? Do people recognize you from Sometimes, that? Sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, sometimes. Oh, yes, I love that. Do. That's awesome. But you guys make me feel good for how what a tiny career I feel like I have. You know? Oh my gosh, but you don't. it's monstrous. You like don't, I don't. Yeah. Honestly, we we're not we're not going to have no, enough time in this interview to talk oh, about all of you. No, no we yet. no we don't. But I'm just saying it's. I don't even. We don't even know where to begin because you've. You're fascinating. Oh, darling. It's just and okay. So let's no, no, segue. Let's segue into curb your enthusiasm. Mm. Yeah. I know I sound like a kiss up, but I really am just no. like, where do we start? Because no, you really, well, Larry, since I knew Larry, that's why I got audition as well for um, Seinfeld, you know? And then, and he always, well, I say he always thought I was funny, but you know, he was always complimentary in New York. I feel like I was the luckiest person on the planet besides everybody else who knows them <laughs> to be, you know, so many people know them. I know. You know, to be like, wow, these guys are icon. I mean, these guys have made such an impact. They're like the funniest people ever born, right. or you know, like Literally. Mel Brooks, and totally unaffected. You know, well, not they, Jerry. They, no, Larry. Totally okay, Larry. Unaffected. Larry. I'm talking about Jerry. Yeah, no. Jerry can, and Larry that I met. Can we talk about his appearance at the funeral the other day? Can we say this? But I didn't see him. Oh, you didn't. He walked it. in with Elon Gold. You were the last two people to oh, walk in the room. You missed it. It was. Yeah. It was. I. It was actually quite funny. So Larry was the last to, to walk in with yeah. Elon, but he kind of outstaged Elon. Was he Sorry. with Elon? Larry, <laughs> and you know he, he kind of has walks like Larry a spider. Larry God walked in yeah. and nobody paid and he, attention to God. He, he walked you know. down the aisle like he was giving away a bride or something. Right. And, um, and oh, he was okay. the last person to arrive. And uh, Judd Apatow was sitting in front of us and he said, and now we can begin. <laughs> <laughs> Larry said that aloud. Judd, Judd did. It oh. was Judd. Fucking yeah. hilarious! Yeah, was great it was so wait, brilliant. everyone saw Larry when he walked. Yeah, he was the oh, last. He made person sure to walk that in. everybody. I mean, I don't. But I'm he not. was in the back. He didn't go to the front. Yeah, he, he, they he, walked in down the aisle and they sat in like the second pew on the oh, end. Wow. Him and Elon. And it was his, like mother of the bride. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> and, he, and so sitting in our aisle, I was I was oh. next to Tom Rhodes, me, Sarah, Tom Papa. We all just burst out laughing. Wayne Fetterman was sitting right in front of us. <laughs> I got so, there late. I'm so sad. So we were in this row. With everybody there, yeah. and um, literally, it was comic relief. And, that, and then yeah. Judd literally just goes, "And now we can begin." <laughs> oh wow! Did it, did everybody crack up? We did, our, our did, did. did Ross and all them here? No, I don't think they. Oh, okay. Oh, how funny! Yeah, wow. It was very funny though, and that's so nice because Larry always goes to you know every. He went to Mike Reynolds. Right. memorial that i put together and yeah he's always showing up at funerals i mean he pays his respects that's really nice of him yeah that's, or he's just so For... morbid he feels at home at funerals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. well that's I, hilarious i absolutely love that show it's I'm a great fixated show, i'm obsessed yeah. I've auditioned for it so many oh, times. Have you? Yes. Oh my gosh! Uh, so isn't it, it with, with Larry and, there and it's and so hard because you have to. Oh, they're self tapes. I was oh. like, did they even see the damn tape? Yeah. But you just like we said, you you just have to. 
you just have to move on after you yeah. submit it. You just have to send it off to the universe and just and have yeah, a drink of uh, a bottle or two yeah. of wine and I just know. you know and just move on. I've never it's read hard for to it. cry <laughs> so hard. I've wanted to get in for that show and I never got to read for it. But I I always said, man, if I could just get in and read for Larry, I know he would like what I do. But you got yeah. it. You got it though. Like he so would, so what sure. what was that like? What was the what oh, that was, was a lot season? of fun. They ended up cutting. It was last season. Ended up cutting my scene because. Oh uh, damn it! All right. Well, okay, but the, well, the best news then. is no, I hate no, that no, show. I'll be on. Well, he said, now. yeah. So like, so I met my parents. Bad reception. I'm like, so I, it's like Larry David. It says on the phone. I'm like, hello. He goes, hi. I go, oh. He goes, yeah. I go, no. He goes, I know. I go, what? <laughs> <laughs> he said, well. I go, I was bad. He goes, no, no, you were, no, the opposite. You were fantastic. You were great. I go, what happened? He goes, well, we had to cut the scene. What? Why? Well, because it was too long and I, I feel really bad. I'm so sorry. I, I, you know, I, it was just too long and it didn't really fit into the story. No, and he said it, it was just too long. So we had to cut it down for time. I go, well, cut somebody else's scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he started laughing. Well, at least you got the call. That, no, that, that was, was nice. really, he goes, well, I'll have you on again. That, I, you and know, and you he absolutely great. will. I have no doubt if you got that call. You yeah. know, that was, that's cool. So that, I, love, that I really, kind of love that. It was a great, we had a banter going on about, he was yeah asking about the food and, are they having um, dinner? And mm. I said, no, just past apps. Jews, goes, we always <laughs> want to know about the food. Yeah, the food. Yeah. <laughs> Alan Murray <laughs> was like, are they, did they have food at the funeral? I said, no, he goes, not even sandwiches. And yeah, I know. Typical Murray, too. Yeah. He goes, oh, thank God I wasn't there. Yeah. You know, exactly. I didn't miss any food. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Typical Murray. I know. But uh, So anyway, so yeah, I'm looking. I hope this season oh, I'll be able to. Absolutely. Because you know, that was pretty back. cool. I yeah, had an audition. Yeah. Well, do you want to hear that I, I had hear everything. for Cheryl? I want to hear it all. Oh, really? Yes. Mm -hmm. So Cheryl. I auditioned for her part. Oh, really? shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, and then he says, I can't do this with you. I know you too well. I can't. It's. So I don't know. So wow, yeah, that would have changed the whole. That would have changed the thing. whole. Can you? Yeah, I don't think. I think she's the perfect. She, well, she's pretty great. Yeah. yeah. So so it just better. would have been a different dynamic completely. Yeah, I would have been calling him on his shit too much. I it would have been. Right. I would have gone. I wouldn't have gone. Well, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. She's perfect. She's, she's perfect she is. For him. Right. Yes. And he needs a shiksa. Right. No. Am I a shiksa? You. You're a total shiksa. Okay. Yeah, I know, but I meant he needs a shiksa like, <laughs> like a like a blonde shiksa. That's a shiksa no. goddess. Well, she's, oh! she, there's a shiksa and a shiksa oh, goddess. God. Okay, well, really, I've never goddess. heard this no, before. Oh, okay. okay. I never. But isn't Cheryl Jewish? Oh, I, is she? I thought uh, she was. I don't know why. I, don't I just know. Well, wait. What am I then? Uh, well, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure you <laughs> yeah. are Armenian. No, I'm not Armenian. <laughs> Look how I said that. No. <laughs> Armenian's last names end in I-A-N. Yeah. I know. I'm Lebanese. 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 But I, but, but yes, and you're upset. People say, well, you're right. Jewish, like, in, and I say, of course I am, because, you know, right. Hollywood. Everyone, yes. you got to say you're Jewish, yeah. even if you're not. Yeah. So let's People talk say, about anyway. your writing, just because I'm going to try to learn since you're... Oh, you're in the room. <laughs> I want to talk about. Oh, I'm, I lost I my am... latest comedy bag, a bag of notes. So I don't know what the I'm... hell happened. Oh. 
How I'm did always that? losing. I lost oh, my no. folder. So you my, write it down. I'm in my Mac, my desktop, where's oh, the folder? Oh, that's awful. Okay. 12, I got to find it. But I'm like, yeah. Well, I, maybe iCloud. <laughs> you know, I would, like Bill Maher is really meticulous with his, like, he categorizes. We're supposed to be. I'm, I'm trying to get better, to be. too. I, I'm not I'm good at mess, it. I'm a mess, actually. It's, I have You're sticky what? Notes. Sexually? Uh, that too. What? But no, I have I have sticky notes and oh. you know I was I was inspired. Joan Rivers used to write. I love Joan Rivers. Yeah, she'd catalog everything, and, and right? she had everything on sticky notes. And in yes. my old apartment in Studio City, I had um, on the back of my door. It was just floor. It was just oh. you know covered with sticky notes with my jokes. But it's wow. a terrible idea because you Why? need well you need to have everything handy. I have yeah. a notebook with pages stuck in it yeah. and stuff coming out of it. It looks right. like a fourth grade who can't get his shit together. He does. Right. I can attest I mean, it's to really, this. I still, it's really... I mean, it's re- and I have all my old spiral notebooks dating back to the beginning. Right. Saves everything. They have paper shoved in it and matchbook covers and napkins and gum, and 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 gum wrappers. And no, I have, actual like, gum. Making no, I think... Stuff. <laughs> yeah, actual gum. <laughs> no, literally, I would, you know, I would see something funny. I would do it like silly putty and just put the gum in there. Say what the hell's going on over see, there? Yeah, see something, say something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, I hear you. Well, that's what... I don't so Woody Allen or um, uh, what's his name Goldman? Now I can't remember what's his name. You know, you wrote um, Chinatown or oh Chinatown. Oh yeah, uh, Robert Town. Robert Town. Yes. Nah. Yes. Okay, but who's the Goldman guy? Should I should be up on my before I come he- do a podcast? Not Albert well. Goldman. No, no, no. He's the biographer. Well, I don't think it was Robert Town who said it. Well, he's but, who wrote Chinatown. But okay, but maybe I got that wrong. Forget <laughs> it. Never mind. No, oh, wait, but what I'm writing? saying is have a cherry basket. You just throw throw ideas on a piece of paper into a basket, and by the end of the year, had a movie. So maybe it was Robert Oh, jeez. Oh, so you could just really throw. Cool. So I, but see, here's the thing about the notebooks and the sticky notes and all that stuff versus writing it on a computer and having it very categorized. Because that's that thing about being in your head, which doesn't work for me, right. but works for a lot of people. You know, and I'm a left-handed, so I'm right brain. So my brain just doesn't oh. function in a way that if it's too linear, I can't, I can't, I'm like a dumb person, really. So I have to do it in a way that feels and looks creative or not creative but you know you like my own creative way. process of, of writing it out yeah writing it out having it on paper seeing it mm. whatever but i also mm-hmm. write it on the computer but it's a little i can't bit of both. organize it so well you know it's so administrative for me i'm not good at scripting it okay you know i can come up with the idea mm-hmm. i know what i want it to be and how i want it to sort of play out and then i have to take the idea and that sort of and improvise it. onto, sta- onto yeah. the stage and work it out Rip. that way. Yes. You know, very rarely do I get an idea or will I say something that I'm like, I have to script that out. Just like, you know yes. what I mean? Yeah. It, but she I script it me. out. She scripts it out. But, it, you yeah. Know, but, and she'll write the but set I'm out also scripted. new. I'm kind of new. I've only yeah, been but doing the, this I, for seven years. I think years. there's a medium, like a happy medium of like, you know, writing it out and having it word for word. And also, because I'll flesh out an idea just by writing it and then I'll go up on stage like I'm grounded in it right as opposed to I have this little feather of an idea and then I kind of you know fumble through it on stage but but I, I think it's both but then in the end just having it down like say when I did tonight show or whatever right. you know you word for word That's breath for right. breath not 
not wavering at all. Not like, hey, I hope the muse strikes me because you don't you had to it, really be meticulous with yeah. the word for word and, and you had to be squeaky clean, right. right? Squeaky clean, yeah, and squeaky tight. You know, because you can't, tight. it's different than live, right? Right. Rich, you know. So you don't get the freedom. It's network. No. It the, the the set you have to do in front of the book about three, four times before yeah. you even tape it. And they tell you what words to take out and what to yeah. cut and tighten. And if it it's four fifteen, it times out at four fifteen with or without laughs, whatever. Right. Then it's that. So you better and you you just have I would just say it over and over and over and over. So that's like administrative or you know that's right. part of that admin i don't i'm not saying like oh i'm all creative and a butterfly whatever no that's the business side of the creative right there yeah now, and also getting it down like you would a script like right. lines in a script like you know or yeah. you're the role you you uh, did have a deadline though like you know you're you're now cast for the tonight show and you, right you know that you you have to have a squeak so does that help when you have a deadline, I, it helps me yeah. having a deadline. So but I'm just curious. Deadlines, yeah. yeah. But, but also like early on or whatever, I would, uh, you know, do my 20 minutes and it was like, right, you know, you have your 20 minutes. It's like boom, boom, boom. And then now I'm more loose. So therefore I feel like the material uh, tightening isn't as it's too loose. Like, oh shit, what am I going to do now that I really got to do it? You right. know, now that I really got to show up, what am I going to do? Because that bit is kind of not quite tight. You no know, regiment. I didn't. Yeah. I wasn't as regimented in its production. You know. And here's the conundrum: when you're loose, it comes off as confidence. Yeah. Yeah. So it's such a conundrum because yeah. you want to have that, like, I don't care. Right. You know? Yeah. But you want to have that improvisational feel. Yes. But at the same time, um, but, but Rich, and you know from doing it so long, the more you practice, the more you get that kind of, you know, and then you do work out those bits that. You develop this ability. Like last night, we did a show. In fact, I, oh, right. I told you about it. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, I'm going to give, I'm gonna give a shout hostel. out. Right. And I'm going to give a shout out to Mike Magid, okay. who has been booking this show for, I think, about seven or eight years. He's great. At the hostel. Wow. The youth. It's a hostel in Santa Monica. Okay. And it's called Comedy in English. And it's called that it's because funny. there are tourists from other countries. Wow. And they come into the show. Oh, nice. And last night there were people from Germany and Sweden and Finland and uh, Mexico and a guy from Chile. And there's all these different. It's but so they cool. all speak English as a second language. You know what I mean? Oh, but you're nice. working for people who don't have the same grasp on the language as you do. Yeah. So. I had to go up last night and I did, I, I felt like I needed to work with them a little bit, mm -hmm. doing a lot of improv and then sliding into the jokes right. in as if they seemed like I was still doing conversation. The right. It's conversational. Very conversational. It's like conversational Spanish, right? Exactly. I know conversational you know, Spanish, but and don't that, test me and on like, it. Well, as we were saying before, you know, there's 40 different things you have to be able to do to get really good at stand-up. Yeah. All of a sudden, that was just another one of those skill sets. Yeah. He was wonderful. Oh, after he 30 did years. really well. Yeah. It was a really, oh, that's great. really strong set. You know. And well, that's inspiring for you, right? Oh, And, and you yeah. were so great I, at the comedy 
comedy and cars museum. Oh, thank show. you. You should have seen her last night. We have. Oh yeah. You're really good. You're very poised. And well, your jokes thank are you. Strong. Yep. Very strong thank writer. You. you just have to just keep doing what you're doing because that's you it. Know, what that's else it. is there? It's just that's it. It's just going to take time to get to that level. And I just have to be patient, you know. And you're doing it though, right? You had fun last. I'm doing it. I well, I mean, what's the goal? I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with stand up. Oh, that's great. So it's, it's, I yeah. know it's not going to go She's away. She's so obsessed. She's I'm so obsessed. It's a very unhealthy <laughs> obsession. I'm obsessed with Jan. I'm the obsession at, yes. is out of control. She loves stand up so I'm much. She listens. Sarah Halston. I am she your new stand up comedy. <laughs> Jan is addressing it's the camera. Very single, um, single white, fe- uh, single female. What was that? She, single white Sarah female. So obsessed. I'm obsessed with Jan. I'm obsessed <laughs> with stand-up. I'll do anything to get to the top. Yeah. Or anyone, apparently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, it's uh, nice. But no, seriously, Sarah it. listens to comedy Wine, relentlessly. And I feel like I, I yeah. You know, I, she I, listens I'm to stand-up all the time. I'm into it a little more than you. Like, she, it's I'm, not that you're into it more than me. It's that you... You're a student. You, you're you more, yes, it, you are you know? still studenting I yourself. And so you... I mean, you have to understand when we're, we're talking about like you go to the improv seven nights a week and you go there just to hang out, but you're not just hanging out. All of a sudden you go like, oh, Andy Kindler's up next. Oh, you go in the room to watch Kindler, a comics comic. Or, yeah. You know, we were students back then at that time. You know, I was only doing it seven, eight, nine, ten years, twelve years, fifteen years. You know, and even yeah. fifteen years in, I was still considering I feel myself like I still have so much So to much learn. to learn every time. Last night I learned. The more you peel away the it's onion. never going to get Last no. night no. while on stage, I learned. Yeah, I learned a lesson last night while I was on stage. After 35, 30, almost thirty-seven years now, yeah, you're wow. always learning because yeah. it's it's so in the moment that new things constantly present itself. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So anyone listening to the show, I mean, you know, I know we have comedians that listen to the show. And oh, really? Yes. Be patient. Hello. It. <laughs> I, need a, I need a job. <laughs> You gotta be patient. It takes attention. Networking. Yeah. Like How long patient, do I a patient lady. How long? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. No, so, but, but before, but I want to talk about. I don't want okay. to miss talking about oh. David Letterman. Oh, oh yeah. I love, love, love Dave. That's my Aww. second obsession. He's the funniest human being ever. Born so, I mean, just he. J- there's just no one like Dave. Yeah. So, what was sure. what was that like? How um, how did no, that, that come was about? Fanta- that was great. Uh, I felt uh, okay. So, my friend George Miller, who passed away, and right. he's a very funny comedian, was really good friends with Dave, and right. I couldn't get on the Letterman show by going the normal route, which I feel, which is kind of a con- well, not just like sort of a compliment when you have to go through the back door because the front door they're not letting you in you know what i mean like back oh, yeah. door si- seinfeld sure. yeah yeah and, and letterman like they're like nope no 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 really wow okay well let me just send my tape so george got my tape to dave and said right. she's ready for the tonight show give her a date and the guy that booked it who had said no was like oh, oh. was that eddie it was right before Eddie. okay gotcha like the guy's on his way like last day or something right and then when I, I did it with Eddie, but Ed, Dave said, let Jan just do what she wants. Don't tell her. Cause he, he told 
Dave, she can't do this one bit. I did like a Chinese. I wrote, John, it is a Domino pizza. Right. Then a guy, oh. a guy would call me up and disguise his voice. He right. thought he was funny, bad sense of humor guy. Right. Hello, John, it is a Domino pizza. We have pizza delivery for you with a mushroom entree. We're going to be home in about Tati Mina. Hey, <laughs> hey Jan, it's they, Mark Adams. How are you doing? Uh, <laughs> and they wouldn't let you. No, well, they, uh, Eddie didn't want me to do it. He said that right. it was going to be racist, but I think it was on the heels of the Sarah Silverman thing. Right. Oh, thank God. So then, she, so, so it's the day <laughs> she of took the, the show. <laughs> it's the day of the show. Yeah. And Eddie um, calls and says, you can't do that bit. So then I tell George and George calls Dave and then Dave calls and. Dave calls Eddie and goes, just let her do what she wants yep. to do. And he goes, boy, Dave really, he calls me, he goes, boy, Dave really loves you. He said, just let her do what she wants. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> that was kind of cool. That's yeah. nice. You had I mean, creative. Plus, what were they going to replace it with? Because I had been practicing Yeah, it. no. And, and you when your heart is set on it. No, you've been and working you're the set out. it with a, you know, with the magic, you know, because you believe in it and you have conviction behind it. And that's because it's not redundant. Like hey, newer material. And you know how you just say it with a little more magic. Well, I don't know what that yeah. is. Gravitas. Also, yeah. 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 And also, um, I, because what I, I just practice it and practice it and practice it so that if I f landed on my, you know, I could just land on my feet every time. Right. So yeah. I just, I go jogging, running, whatever, say it say over it. and over and over by rote, which is uh, something that Sandy Meisner said, know your lines by mm. rote so that when they come at you, you can just react right. and you're not in your head about the lines. It's and, all and it, so and it was I mean Dave Letterman gave you creative autonomy to do what you wanted and how how to go I mean it was you were yeah after that were you that like was breathing? the second set I only did two because then after that he retired but were you just right. breathing a sigh of relief what like oh my god it's oh, we have to end it's uh oh yeah you, I was just panicking I called up George I go what am I gonna do he wants me to replace that bit and I love Eddie and he has great tip you know what I mean right I just was like and he said. He goes, well, okay, so that was, and, uh, you know, I got to sit with him at the desk, and he was good friends with George, so that's how I got on the show, but Fantastic. I definitely had to earn my, it wasn't a favor or anything. Well, you're funny. He got Ali hey, Bell on, he got George Miller, did, right? because he was mad about the bookers Allie not Bell. getting mm. the comedians on, and George was, and they said, why, why don't you get comedians to book the show? Why do you guys keep getting people that aren't comedians right. to book the show. And then Eddie showed up and Yeah, and then Eddie showed up. Yeah. And then I didn't get on after that. <laughs> <laughs> then after that it was but, like No. Then and, I couldn't and, get another You know, I love Eddie. I really do. I've known him since I started, you know? And uh I when I wanted to do Letterman, I I knew I really wasn't ready yet. I don't mm. think we specified who Eddie is. Eddie oh, Brill. Eddie Brill. Okay. Eddie okay. Brill, who's not only one of the most wonderful human beings I've, that I've ever known, really, but such a dynamic, diverse comedian. Yeah. Really, talk about someone who genuinely and, loves this art form. And he opened for um he he was the warm up for Letterman. Yeah, he was oh, Letterman's warm up I guy, see. which is how okay. he then began booking it. Right. But what is Sarah, what is your, what do you guys try to get on right now? Because it's like well, Netflix special. It's a really tough, Kimmel, you know, Kimmel, because things are changing. They've changed so much with social media yeah. that I'm told now getting a late night show does not nothing. do anything do what for it your used career. It didn't do what it did, what it was supposed to do when I was on either. Right. It, it, wasn't, it yeah. almost made you a, you go, oh, I'm doing Letterman. I'm going to start headlining. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
All it's I did like, was burn we, material. Yeah. <laughs> but do you want to, and unfortunately it's really pathetic to say this out loud, but it would appear that the best thing to do is to try to go viral on social media. Yeah. That that is, that that is the, the you, trajectory yeah, you, that we all strive right Rich, now. Rich was just telling me uh, last night how to do the captions because I see uh, Greg Rogel's posting a lot and he's a comedian from New York. Right, very I funny. Know Greg. He's posting all the time and it's like he does the captions. I'm like, oh shoot, should I do that? Sarah will Wait, give you I a got lesson. A, I got the captions. She charges $400 okay. an hour. Wait, is it my agent on Instagram? This or? Is my she knows how to do I all do. this. So, she yeah. teaches me. So You're I'm so just, good at like your promo. Good. Yeah. I'm really focused. She's I am really focused on it. social okay, media because it just going. feels She's that really that's the way for shop now. Girls talk. Right. May we shopping? Thank makeup. you. Yes. All right. I, so I we want have polka dots and moonbeams. We have about three hundred seconds. The green so and the, and the, oh. with the fur. What about the one woman show? Well, let's talk oh, about okay. yes. so, let's talk about what you have coming up. I know you're working on your special. Well, the. Well, no, the one woman show's completed. It's on YouTube trying to get it onto something. But your one woman show that I love so much. Yes, uh, the one that you want the painting. Oh, uh, the one that I the painting disappeared. It's on YouTube. It's ready for broadcast. Excellent. Just can't get it anywhere. This was tell so them what, what is it under Jan Karam. Tell them what it's called. Reclining nude on La Cienega. It's about Absolutely. finding peace in the chaos. And, yes, and it uh, is brilliant. Hand painted, a hand painted story. About life, love, and finding and what, a comfortable place what to people lie down. Need, I've seen the show. I've seen know, three know, incarnations of this show. And what people don't un, need to know about this show, and you want to find it on YouTube, the brilliance of this show is not only Jan's writing and her ability to relay her comedy, but during the show, what a lot of people don't know that is that Jan is also a painter and a brilliant artist at that. And during the show, she is painting... She's creating brand new art. Oh, I want to see this at show. Every show. When the show starts, there's blank canvases on the stage. And yeah. by the end of the show, these are canvases that have now been created into beautiful works of art. Really. And you can relate awesome. because you're there. I'm like, this is my dad or this is the and town, but yeah, it's abstract. Yeah, I'm from Arizona. Brilliant. It's very beige. And she's her hands and she's in uh, dirty painter's clothes and there's buckets of paint and so cool. And she is painting Original. during the show and it is stands absolutely out, miraculous. Stand out. I, I sat with Aww. I sat with Slaughter at the Greenway Court when the night that you tape there yeah and yes i was sitting with george slaughter and he's that the night. one that produced it yes and finished it and yes. we have it but you know he's older now george slaughter created laughing and he'd oh. seen it in 2012 at the right uh, lillian theater uh, right the and then he said well, let's do it and then it was like in 2015 then we f i finished it i got it edited and all that stuff but he's the one that produced it but and he's older now so he doesn't know all the like so that's the one woman show reclining nude on last yeah. again now you've got a special that you're going to be well, recording at Genghis Cohen your right album Genghis Cohen which is right just tape mine and I don't know the name of it let's call it um funny no, well, you'll come up with a name. That actually will come up with a name for that. So, if you are in Los Angeles and you do live in LA, yeah. uh, you want to follow Jan Karam. You definitely want to be at her taping at Genghis Cohen. Do we have a date yet? I think it's. I. That's why I got to talk to you guys about like January. Like a Thursday? You think a Thursday's a good night? For any night's a great night for, to come great. see you. It doesn't matter. Like the 19th or the 26th, something like that of Thursday's January. And day. how do people find you? Where Jan, do uh, I'm on Instagram, and I'm Jan, J-A-N, but I did Jan, Jan, Karam. Right. J-A-N-N-J-A-N-N-K-A-R-A-M. And that's on and then, Instagram? Yep. And Jan, then, Jan you know, I'm jankaram.com. I'm, you know, YouTube. Whatever. YouTube is jankaram.com. 
you know, Jen, she's you. wonderful and amazing. Thank you. Guys are so Thank you. Nice. And you before we good. end, let's give a couple of shout outs here. Let's give one more shout out I to Wine and Jazz. Thank you, Wine and, and Jazz. And to uh, Eric and Mindy for you, uh, and Mindy. gifting us this beautiful bottle that we got to bring on the show and share with I'm our friend Jen. I'm drinking it. I love the tan. The Merlot is beautiful. So go to wineandjazz.com. And uh, make sure you buy some wine from Mindy A. Baron, uh, Eric Guerra. How many listeners do you guys have? A lot. Yeah. We're We're up to like 14. No, we're not. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. We have many, many tens of thousands. We We do. We do well. Yeah, we're we're doing, we got a good chugga chugga going right now. We got a bit of a chugga chugga going. So, and it's because of great guests like you. So, Jen, Karen, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. And thanks to you all for tuning in. And until the next time. Stay out of the trees. Yeah. Bye. Bye.